0: So so tonight is not a it's not really a memorial service but as a family we've lost someone and that is that is something serious and something very real and some of you may not have known Renee but you should have you know it would have been good if you if you could cuz you missed out you know she was always she was always full of laughter and I remember just last, last weekend, we were in the, in the kitchen of the Dodge. we were laughing, you know. Uh, she was at, at home group last Wednesday, and it, I was just struck. I mean, I don't know, it must have come to, as a shock to you, but it came as a shock to me. It's like, whoa, yesterday, did not see that coming, you know. You think some of us are maybe prophetic, nothing, you know. Nobody picked that one up, you know, and, and I think that's, with life and death, that's normally the case. The problem is that i don't know if it's a problem but the more the bigger your family grows the more people you have that you love the more people close to you are going to die it's just a it's logic right the more people you know and you almost want to go well maybe i shouldn't know so many people because it hurts so much but you can't think that way Let's just rather treasure the time we have with them that's that's the gift we'd be rather not have known them so these things are going to happen and like clarence says this is it's a certain thing death is a certainty and um in john 17 i never read this this way but jesus actually prays to the father and he says this john 17 24 Chris, are you ready there? John 17, 24. It says, Father, and this is Jesus praying, right? I desire, okay, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am. So where's Jesus? Where's Jesus today? He's with the Father. And he's saying, I want those you have given me saved people, to be with me where I am. So he's praying that. He's praying, let those that are being saved come to me to where I am. So if he's praying that, chances are he's a loving father. It's going to happen. So it's Jesus' will that we go to where he is, sooner or later. I never read that John 17 like that. I thought, oh, it's, it's more about unity and like in him. But he wants us with him. Who can deny him that? You know? He wants us with him, you know? So I was, I was like, okay, so it can't be that bad then, you know? And let's be grateful for the times we did have. So we had all kinds of th- other things planned for tonight, and I had all kinds of preachers prepped, and I've, I don't know, I've been so humbled by. Every time we come to a Sunday, things change completely, and it doesn't turn out the way we plan it, and we have to say different things, and nothing today is the same again. But I really feel, as much as last week was about the experience of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit among us, and, and us experiencing Him, that today God is going, that is great. It's great that you're experiencing me as the Spirit, but I want to remind you of eternity. I want to show you your own mortality how fleeting your life is here and where we are going where you're going to where i want you to be going to because in god's perspective he's not in time he's outside of time and he sees our lives he sees the time that the world exists and he sees eternity and he sees where we're going to be in that eternity and he wants that to be with him So I really believe he wants to remind us of that. The book of Job. Do you know that's the oldest book in the Bible? The oldest book. It's 1900 BC it was written in. Before Abraham, book of Job. A bit, bit of history there. And in that book, uh, Job 14.4, there's a question If a man dies, will he live again? This is the oldest book, and it asks that question. And every person since has asked that question. Have you ever asked that question? If I die, will I live again? I think everybody has asked that question in some way or form. Is there life after death? And what is that? And also why why do these things happen job asks these questions why are these things happening and job is a great book to read through it's a it's actually a drama if you think about it and you can probably do a play about it Um, go and read it it's it's a it's actually a beautiful book about God's sovereignty how amazing is at the end of it he describes himself and it's just so beautiful how God reveals who he is to us but we have that same question today Is there life? Why do we die? Where do we go? Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 to 8. All these old books. Okay. It says this There's a time for everything, for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. Time to plant, time to uproot, time to kill, time to heal, time to tear down, time to build. To weep, to laugh, to dance, scatter stones, that sounds cool. Time to gather them, to embrace in time of refrain, and so on. Can you see that for all of us, almost all of those have already happened? If you're sitting here, the thing about the time to, born, to be born has happened. Okay, I think so. Okay. So just about the only thing that has not happened in your life, and all these things that, that it says there, is a time to die. Do you think that's not going to happen? There's a time for everything. It's going, it's going to happen. And I know we all know it. If I have to ask, who here knows that they're going to die, everybody will put their hand up, I think, unless except you're too shy. But you will know it to be true. But we forget it. We think we're young, we're going to live till at least whatever, you know, till our money runs out is sooner than later for most of us, but anyway. The point is, are we ready for it? Are we ready for the surprise of when we're going to die? Because for most of us, it'll probably be a surprise. For Renee, I think it was a surprise. For us, it was definitely a surprise about Renee. We did not see that coming. We did not expect it. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to see God face to face? And then you cannot do anything more about how you lived your life. You can't go, wait a minute, I still wanted to spend more time in the Word. I still wanted to, to give my money away. I still wanted to go on that outreach, and so on and so on. It's, it's Time's up. We don't know when that is, but we know that it's coming. So, if you're here today and you are an atheist, which could be, Atheists believe that nothing happens to you when you die. You switched off, you become compost, and that's all there is to it. But at best, that is just speculative. It's just a speculation, because nobody has come back from that and said, yep, there's nothing, I've been there. It hasn't happened. There's no proof, you cannot, it cannot be proven. They're simply speculating that, I don't think there's gonna be something. But every culture has some concept of life after death. Every culture in history, you can research them, any continent, whether they heard about Jesus or not, they all have some story, something about some place where you're going in life after death. And, of course, the Bible says a lot about life after death. And the Bible is our authority on it because we believe what Jesus said. We believe that the Bible is God-breathed and is factual and is true. So we don't have to have a culture of what's going to happen about Valhalla or a happy hunting ground or I don't know how many virgins or I don't know. We don't have to have that, okay? We we have the Bible. and, And Jesus says a lot about life after this. He speaks a lot about heaven, and he speaks a lot about hell, actually. I think about three times more about hell than about heaven, which is interesting. So, I think we can establish that there is life after death, and this is not an apologetics message. If you want that, we can talk, but this is not that. And the thing to get us there, the thing to get us through this life into the next one is the Bible. Where's the Bible? Can I grab, Azalea, can I grab this? I wish we'd all bring our real Bibles so we can hold them up. This is the manual, basic instructions before leaving earth, the Bible. This is, this is it. This is our manual that God's given us that we can use while we are down here. For the time, all the time we're going to spend in eternity. So the Bible prepares us for that. And there's only one person that actually is the authority on death and what happens afterwards. There's only one person that's been through it and come back to tell us this is what it's like and this is what it is. Jesus went to the grave. He overcame the grave. He overcame death. Once again, there is so much historical, factual evidence for this. Whether you believe the Bible or not, there's a lot of historical evidence. Once again, I'm not going to go into it. This is a big apologetics message. I'm not going to give that now. But there's a lot but the Bible says so. The question about what happens when you die it's the question that's been asked most by people and answered and explained least by science. Think about it. Science isn't able to prove what happens when you die. There's speculation once again but it's one of the questions that everybody asks and science has not been able to explain the only one that can explain it is is the one who's been there who's overcome death and that's and that's jesus and he says a lot about it he speaks a lot about it and after death he appeared to many people um you can read through the gospels he once he appeared to 500 people at the same time you know he didn't make it up he ate in front of them he on the road to May I he appeared to people. So, I mean, we know everybody dies. My first, one of my first encounters with, with death was, uh, I was 16 and a, and a school friend, she rode a horse, fell off a horse, hit her head and died. And I was like, whoa, people can actually die. That's my age. That's, it was a bit of a whoa, okay. And you know, most of our grandparents, You know, you often have encountered death with losing some grandparents, sometimes parents, depending on on your age now. And that you you kind of, yes, okay, it's going to happen sometime. My father died at 67 from heart failure. And the day before the doctor said he was fine and he just down. During COVID, you all know, you probably all know somebody that died from COVID. It was a season where death became much more of a reality than the normal two december's ago december 2021 one of my best friends had a stroke and died and he was 48 it's incredible like we we think we'd die much later and no his time was up he wasn't saved i flew up to durban to to pray with him and about two hours after i landed before i got to the hospital he died and i was like oh yeah um, most of you have been were here about two years ago when my sister Danelle passed away she was 34. it's the prime of her life little girl one year old one and a half you know you think why how does this fit in god knows but it happens suddenly you cannot plan when you're going to die for some of us it might be today it might be this week sounds a bit scary, and I don't want to make this scary, but this reality, when I heard the news yesterday about Renee, I was reminded of this again. So we will all die, and here's the thing. We will be dead for much longer than what we have lived. Think about that. It sounds obvious, but everybody that has died in history are still dead. Right now they're dead. Okay, they somewhere. So we're going to be dead for much longer. At that point we are going to be face to face with God. And the question is, are you ready? Am I ready? Are we ready for that? Are we ready for that? That's a sobering thought. The Bible says a lot about life after death. Do you know where you're going? God tells Hezekiah in two Kings twenty, he tells him via a prophet, get your house in order. You are going to die. It's quite a message. God is telling us, get your houses in order, get your life in order, get your affairs in order. You are going to die. For Hezekiah, it was simple. He told him, you'll die soon. You're going to get a sickness in you and you're going to die. And Hezekiah got healed. If you read that story, go read it in 2 Kings 20. I'm not going to go into it, but he got healed. He prayed to the Lord, and, he, and the Lord had mercy. But he's still dead. He was healed. He lived for 15 years. So there was an extension, but he's not alive today. Even when we pray for people for healing, it's temporary. It's not, okay, you, you know, you're alive forever. No. You're still dying. You're still going to die. At best, it's an extension of your time here, which is, a great, which is great in his mercy. But we're going to die. Our souls live forever. Question is where? Because there are just two places to go. The Bible says there are just two places we can go. And you might sit here thinking, yeah, I know, I've heard this. But it's very good to just think about these things again and say, Lord, what are you teaching me through this? Jesus speaks a lot about hell, and I'm not going to. But I want to say this. We are not supposed to go there. We shouldn't go there. It was not made for us to go there. And God does not want us to go there. And He will not send us there by His choice. You will not send us there. Matthew 25, verse 41, the second part, it speaks about, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and the demons. That's it. Not for and all the naughty people. Not for people or whatever, not for Hitler. It's prepared for the devil and his demons, not people. If you go there, it will be by your choice. God has given you free choice, and you can use that choice. But He will let you do that, but it won't be His choice. He's given you free will to choose that. And He really doesn't want you to go there. He's done a lot, actually, to keep you out of being there he's given us a guide on how to live he's given us lots of words lots of wisdom Azalea can you lift up the Bible again please lift that thing up he's given us a guide what we can live by he's given us a manual so that we don't go, go there okay he's given us the instructions by his character alone he's slow to anger you know he's kind he's gentle he's forgiving And yet we rebelled against him. He even intervenes in our evilness. And he goes, okay, you're messing up with my instructions. You are abusing my forgiveness and my patience. I'm going to intervene even more, and I will sacrifice my own son for your sake. I will let him get tortured and die on a cross just to keep us Out of hell that's what he's doing so he's doing really everything he can to keep us from going to hell even if we really really make silly decisions and unwise and rebel against him he really doesn't want us to go there but he has given us free choice we can accept things we can reject it we can love we can hate we can do things his way we can do things our own way We can live according to his will. We can live according to our will. Free choice. Even so, God still loves us. Even if we do all those things wrong, he still loves us. And that's why he still sent his son. Jesus was the only one that was completely innocent. I think you know this. He was completely innocent. He was completely like no guilt. But he was found guilty of all our sins. All those things lying i mean think about it lying murder hatred love of self selfishness deceit coveting envy lust pride list goes on that's why when he was found guilty on the cross god had to look away and then jesus says my god why have you forsaken me because he was then guilty of that that's when he dies god wasn't surprised like Oh, I hope this turns out okay. You know, I hope this ends well. He wasn't surprised. He's, he's still fully in charge. But you willingly let it happen for our sake. He's not like, oh, this is so, you know, he wasn't sitting there nervous. What's Jesus going to do? That's how much he wants us not to go to hell. That's how much. So do we... How do we respond to that if you see what he's actually done? We have free choice to receive him. We, we still can go, no, it's okay, I'll live my life. I'll pick up my own will. Are you sure you are ready to meet God face to face? Is your house in order? When that day comes, you cannot change things, but today you can still change things. We don't know how many days there are left. For most of us, it's not many. And the moment you receive Jesus, the moment you've gone, okay, Lord, not my will, your will. I give you my life. That's when eternal, eternal life with him begins, from that moment. Not from when you die. You're already with Christ then, and you will be with Christ forever. Then the transition of death is actually no big deal. That's why it goes, death wears your sting, because you already belong to him. The problem is if you don't. You just have to believe. You just have to believe that that is what Jesus actually did for you. And that's such a simple message. It's so simple that most of us think it cannot be that simple. But it's so simple, that's why children can get saved, because they can get it. That's why Thea could get baptized the other day. That's why people that, any person, any race, any culture, it's understandable. It's that simple. Just believe this. We need this to be with God. Simple as that. That word believe means a few things. It means to surrender to Him, to obey Him, to surrender your will, and to say, not my will, Lord, your will. But how about using your free will to lay down your will? To lay it down. Because he's given you the choice to do that. This feels very heavy for me, like it's coming across very heavy. Maybe it should, I don't know. So are you sure you're ready? If, you, if you're not sure, like I know I'm sure. If you're not that sure, don't leave here without becoming sure. I don't trust these roads, eh? I don't trust this traffic. I don't trust this load shedding. I don't trust, there's lots of stuff in this country that I don't trust, you know? It's uncertain. But what is certain is if you have Jesus, you're with him. That's one thing we can be certain of. Today may be our last day. Wednesday was Renee's last day. Think about that. Michael and Linda were at community with her. They said, goodbye. They dropped her by by a house. Stuart and Michelle dropped her by a house. That was it. She didn't think that was the last day. I don't think today is my last day, but it could be. We don't know. Are you ready? Is your house in order? Eternity is too long and too important to mess around with it. Or to just take a chance on it. You know, or to... At the end, yeah, but I'm just going to give my opinion and maybe that matters. Your opinion about this stuff doesn't matter. What God says about it matters. You know, social media has taught us that or made us think that our opinion actually matters. It does not matter. This is what is truth. Cannot get around it. Can't argue it away. You can, like, you can have a million times more people saying, no, this is my opinion. They can all be agreeing and they'll all be wrong. This is what is Truth. Mark 8 verse 36 says, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? So if I had a box here, if I had this box, and I stack it full of 200 rand notes or gold or whatever, I might, this is like worth something that will set you up for life, 100 million rand or whatever in this box. And this box is not yours. But if I say, if you say, if you can proclaim that this box is yours, which would be a lie. But if I say, you come here and you say, no, this box is actually mine. And you take it, you can have it. And you can walk away with 100 million rand. But you've lied to get it. Would you do it? You don't have to answer me. Please don't answer me. Okay, I'll repent later. Let me just get the money now, you know? What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? Because it's as simple as that. One little lie. Whatever you believe, you cannot stop time. You can't make time stand still. We are all on this train of time. Here we go, we're all moving, every second. We're all going, we're going at the same time speed, actually. I think it looks like it to me. You cannot stop time, and you cannot stay where you are in your life. Okay, I'm old enough now, stop. It doesn't work like that. You are going on, you are getting older, we're going through our environments, we are living, we are going somewhere. We have a destination and we are moving there at quite a rapid speed, all of us are. What is that destination? What are we choosing? We can choose what the destination is. We cannot choose whether we get there or not, whether we arrive at a destination, but we can choose what destination that is. So choose that well. Thank you, Clarence. I love that encouragement. (laughs) It really helps. (laughs) John 10, verse 27 to 28. And if you read the book of John, Jesus says a lot about this stuff. He says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. What security is that? Jesus, who's overcome death, he's been there. He's been through all that torture. He knows why it happened. He died. He rose again. He overcame death, and he says that. Nobody shall snatch them out of my hand. That is the security we're living for. That is something, nobody's opinion matters on that one. John 5, verse 29 says, Those who continue in evil will rise to judgment. If you keep on lying about lying and taking the money for yourself, you will get judged and it won't go well for you. Will we continue to do evil? Jesus spoke about life after death and he, he proved what he said by conquering death. So to believe is a way of living. And we're living for eternity now. If you are here today and you say, no, I've made these right decisions. God can come and fetch me today. I'm good because I've surrendered to him. You're already living for eternity. And that is also why the early Christians, if you read about those books of the martyrs and what they they were suffering so much and they were martyred and killed by the Romans, they were fearless of death because they were already in eternity. They understood that so well. It was really fresh information then. You know, they spoke with the apostles and the letters, the ink was still wet on them. You know, it was like fresh stuff. They were already living in eternity. For, so for them, their bodies dying was a simple transition because they knew they were already living in eternity. We see it as it's this life and then chops and then this eternal life. Whereas if we are saved with the Lord, our eternal lives have already begun. And this is where your heart stops and your body rots. It's just a transition. We will be with Him more, already living in eternity. Uh, two years ago, when, when, when Danelle passed away, we were sitting with her on her bed the previous afternoon, and we knew she could go any minute. And she was serene. She was conscious. She was just not afraid. She was just not afraid, just sitting there on a bed at peace. You, she, she knew it was inevitable. So there was the grace and mercy of, I know this is coming, and I'm ready. So she could, she had time to prepare her heart. It was still painful, but she was not afraid. We could see it on her face. We were listening to worship music, worshiping together, and we could see it on her face. She was just at peace. It was so beautiful because she knows where she was going. John 14, verse 1 to 3 says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. When all is ready, I will come and get you that you will always be with me where I am. And you know where I'm going and how to get there. Do you know how to get there? Because just after that, Thomas says, no, I don't know how to get there, like frantically, you know? And then, then he says, you get there through me. John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. That's the only way, guys. He's lifting our eyes from from this crazy time of spirit manifestations here to a deep time of that spirit raised Jesus from the dead. That spirit is within us. That spirit is here just as hard as it was last week. The man, the person of the Holy Spirit, manifests in many different ways as he wants to. Not just one way. Are we ready? Are our houses in order? If you're not 100% certain of that, tonight you can come back to Jesus. That door's still open. It's not too late for us. Tomorrow it might be. But that's the message I really feel is—he's is just drawing our attention to that again. So work that through.